welcome to the Content Creation Made Easy podcast. Today, I am talking about a topic I really haven't gotten to talk about before that's all about content, but in a different way. And I have one of my favorite people to chat with, Sandra Scaiano, who we have been circling each other's worlds, but we didn't even know it for a long time. We're in a couple of groups together, and we didn't even know we were in a couple of groups together. And then I listened to her podcast, The Long Game Podcast, and she was saying things on that. And I was like, I need to interview Sandra for my podcast. So I reached out to her, and she was like, Dungeon. We already know each other from this group and this group and this group. So I'm really excited to welcome Sandra to the Content Creation Made Easy podcast today. She's going to tell you all about herself, but I want you to know that she's a bridge, a brand. I was going to say a Bridgetal, a brand. <laughs> and digital. I love that you just invented my new word. <laughs> she's a Bridgetal strategist. Um, but the cool thing about Sandra is like she can help you with your program your membership, your course, like you, she can help you design it, but she's also super techie. Like she codes. And so she can take it beyond the strategy and into like the coding piece. So I I love that. So I'm really excited to talk to you today, Sandra. Thanks for making time for me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me here. And um, it has been a joy fully connecting with you. Yes. So we are going to talk about content not the nurturing kind of content that I'm always talking about, right? Like the, uh, you know, showing up consistently. We're going to be talking about a different kind of content from a course or a membership or a program kind of standpoint. So why don't you get us started by talking about your expertise and and the focus that we're going to take today? Sure thing. So I am a web designer, digital strategist, and Kajabi expert. So, you know, back in my other previous life, I was always making strategies and selling them into big corporate clients. But then I would land the business and turn it over to a team to execute. And um, things went down, the business closed, and I was like, I'm going to learn how to code because I want to execute the strategies now. So that was really the impetus of me getting into this. I literally, like, I mean, I lost my job. I was nine months pregnant. I went out on Friday. They closed the business. I went into labor on Monday. So I was like, okay, I've got to reimagine my whole world. So I decided to teach myself how to code. I was already making strategies and very good at that and into it. So literally like babe on boob in my apartment in Brooklyn at the counter, I was like, I'm going to start to learn how to do this. And that really set me on a trajectory of working with women entrepreneurs to build their businesses and create their businesses and come up with these ideas, but then being able to execute it. Because I found like that was the piece that was missing, right? Like who's going to build it for me now? Great idea, but what am I going to do? Well, there's a lot of quotes out there in the world about you can have all the ideas in the world, but without implementation or execution, they just like remain in your brain. It's like mental masturbation is what I call it. Like it just stays there and you don't get anywhere. Totally. Totally. And, and there's a lot of people, they come up with the ideas. Then they're like, well, where next? Now that's on a whole new trajectory of like, I've got to find this person. I've got to suss them out. I've got to find out if they're real, you know, like what are their skills? Are they a bullshitter? You know, all of those pieces. So, you know, for me, it was, I already knew one part of it and I was like, I'm going to do the other part. So that's a little bit of my history and where I got to today, you know, and now the, the women I work with, the majority of them for the past number of years now, six or seven years at least, have had courses and memberships. So that has become, you know, I build websites, but then I also have really dove deep into course and membership build out and construction. So I've created my own framework called the Peak Framework, and we'll talk about that today. But, you know, when we think of content, 
we're usually talking about it when we say that broad term of content. It's like, oh, your social media content, your blog content, things like that. But there's another part of your content, which is your program content and your inner content that you're talking about with your audience. And so that's what I want to dive into a little deeper today with you. Yeah, the content of... Okay, once I've nurtured an audience and I've converted them to buy my thing, now what happens when we get inside my program? It's that kind of content that we're going to be talking about. Totally. And it's like backwards because like, yes, you do the nurture and stuff, but you have to have the thing already to sell them. (laughs) Yeah, you have to know the insides so that you can go outside and have the sales page done. Like it's all very you know, intertwined. You really do need to know what's happening inside that container. Oh my gosh. And even for your system that you teach people, you need to know what you're promoting, right? Weeks and your different topics that you're going to have for each month. So you're knowing what's inside. And I will just say to people that don't be afraid that you're going to give it all away. Okay. No person is going to piece together your blog post, your podcast, your social media post, and then be like, I've got the whole course. I don't need her anymore. Like that is just too much work for anybody. So, you know, you can pull from your inner content and use it as external content. Yeah. I always love to say like, maybe 10% of your audience can figure shit out on their own based on what you're giving them. But the reason people hire us is because they want implementation and execution. They want their hands held, right? Like they want to stop piecing together everything and just have it like done for them. Totally. And our content, we give a lot of info when we do a course, let's say, but there's always questions and the support piece, that implementation piece you were just saying, like that's the key where the real gold comes out when you're like, oh, I'm taking your situation with your particulars and your specifics. And now I'm answering that question for you because, you know, you might talk in generalities about something, but your business, every business has its unique points along the way. Yes. Okay. So one of the things I love about the way you approach the inner content of your program is you want people to have an experience with your content. And so talk a little bit about that before we dive into your peak framework. Okay. So there are two experiences we're talking about when we're talking about programs. We are talking about the experience for the user. So the person who comes, the member who buys your your course, signs up for your membership, what's their experience? Mm -hmm. And the experience you can create for them or you create for them can really help build confidence, which will help them engage with your content, which will help them be more successful right off the start. So, you know, right from the start. So there's that experience. And then there's also the experience for you as a business owner, right? Like the more that you build in your foundation of your business, you are able to avert customer service issues. So then you have a better experience. A lot of times we are our solopreneur experience, you know, we're having that or we have one VA, but you know, we can't take all those calls and field all those calls. So the better way to do it is to think about the customer journey beforehand and build that into the foundation so that you have a good experience as a business owner. You know, nobody got into this for it to suck. Like, I don't (laughs) want all those calls and be like, ah, you know, like that's stressful. You know, I, I I have um, one client I work with who were always like, you know, she's launched a number of times now, like eight times or something. So we're like, now we're just like, 
not one person called. Like nobody wrote in. We're like, we are so good. Like when we launch and she has like, you know, 200 people at a time, you know, coming in on a launch. And it's like, okay, they're all in there. It's 9 a.m. It opened up. No email. Everybody's doing their thing. You know, that is like the experience of the business owners where we're ready, but we don't have anything to answer. Yes. So before we get into the peak system or framework, tell me about the kind of client, like what are they, the person who comes to you, what's their personality? Like, what are they struggling with? The people I work with love, this is a phrase they always say, just tell me what to do next. Uh Tell me what to do. And that is really like, those are the people I work with the best. I'm like, oh, yes. I'll tell you what to do. You follow, we move forward. You know, I say that jokingly, but it's true. Like, and I understand, like, I know I, I tell people, I'm like, I'm asking you to put a lot of trust in me. I know what I'm asking you to do. But if you release from some of this and, you know, kind of don't get into my stuff, like we move forward. Like I'm telling, I will tell you exactly what to do, how to set it up. And I will set it up with you. So, you know, a lot of people I work with are, um, they just want to teach, right? They're like, go handle this part. So I have people who I set things up with and they stay on with me uh, as retainer clients. Mm -hmm. I have people who are like, they release, we set up. And then I'm like, here's your you know, their VA is very adept. So then they'll take it from there. And that's another good way. Like I've made the roadmap for you, like go right on and follow along with how we're running things. By the time somebody has come to you, have they tried several times to put something out there and maybe they've been, it's been splattery or like a vague idea or maybe too much and too big. I have a, a few different things. So I have people who want to make the transition to digital products and have not, they have no way. They're only working one-to-one. How do Mm -hmm. I turn what I do into a digital product, into a course? So we start at like table zero. And then I have people who've come to me who, my VA set this up, it's a mess inside. Or I also have 2.0 clients where they've gotten so far and they've done well on their own, but what is, how do I scale this to the next level? Yeah. And for me, again, even in the scaling portion, it goes back to foundation. Like I go and do a whole audit of their course foundations and the process. I'm always like, give me a coupon code and I'm going to sign up as if I'm a person. Don't give me access to the back end. I want to see the whole experience from start to finish as if I was a a buyer. And I just like take notes and, you know, do all that because there are some tweaking things like when you're building you know, that foundation, you can either start with it, or if you have already launched your course and you're well on your way, there are things to go back to and tweak to make that experience better for the members. Yeah. As somebody who has a membership already, I know that I can do so much better with a couple of the things on the front end and a couple of things on the back end. And that's, it just takes time. Like you either either need to hire somebody to do it for you or with you, or you need to really carve out the time and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Totally. And some of those things as a business owner, you're just discovering them as they come up. Right. So like, you know, in your instance, you may have set everything up and then you're like, wow, this happened. I should really build a system for this, you know, or to handle this for next time. So, you know, there's no wrong answer and there never is, but it's about moving forward. And, you know, when I work with people, I assess where they're at. Okay. 
You know, we're going to set this up. If they come to me with nothing, well, we're going to set it up right from the start, I love you know, that. so that everything is set and then you are just going on. And it is doable once it's set up too. like, it's doable for the business owner to run their business. They don't need me unless they want me in there, you know? That's so great. So then let's talk about your peak framework and how this helps with course building or membership building. Or my guess is it could also help with program building, whatever kind of program you have, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. This could be in person. This could be a workshop. I mean, this can, it really applies to anything. So peak is P-E-A-K. And um, so we'll start with the P. P is product, right? It's where all of it starts. This is your content. This is what you are teaching and exposing people to. And when it comes to P, you really want to think about like who your audience is and what they need. And I know we hear that all the time, but you know, like one of the things I always say, I'm like, who are, are they busy people? Like, okay, maybe we need to give these instead of an hour long video, let's make five, you know, 10 minute videos, you know, break the content down in a different way. Who is your audience? I have some clients who really do 45 minute videos and they're like, nope, the person sits down, they make the time, they sit down for the session. Okay, that's fine. But we keep it to, you know, certain numbers. I also ask them like, why is there no audio component? I mean, I uh, I am in courses myself where there is no audio download and I'm walking my dog with a video playing stuck in my pocket because I'm just listening to it. Like, are your people commuting? 45 minutes in the car is a perfect time to listen to whatever your lesson yes. is, whatever you have to share. So like Think about all those other formats, not just head-on video for yourself. Yeah. So the product piece is the foundation, but you need to think about the who, and you also need to think about the how, like how did that, how do, because no matter who the who is, and this is from my days of being a teacher, there are all different kinds of learners. And I started adding not only, only the video, but the audio and I started transcribing everything for my people. So you just load it up to Otter AI. It's not perfect, but it's like those people who are readers and scanners can yeah. engage with it. And then another thing with my P, and I think we take this for granted, but when you're in a system like Kajabi and you're doing a replay, you can put it on 1.25 or 1.5 advanced. And a lot of people don't know that, but we can absorb the information fast and maybe listen to it again if we need to. But letting people know these things sounds like a really important part of that first P. Totally. And that kind of comes on to E so we okay. can move to that. So P is product. Okay. You know, all about the product, how you're delivering it, what's the shape and size and how it looks like. And of course, it's got to be good people like, <laughs> make it good. all right. All right. So E is entry. And this is the process where I would put that piece for, you know, okay, okay. it's an entry, it's your onboarding. Nice. What do people need to know to be able to engage in your content? Nice. You know, as, as much as in the past, you know, year and a half, two years, we have gone online in a surge. Everyone knows what Zoom is now. We can get rid of the Zoom tutorial for the, <laughs> for courses, but there are different platforms. So people don't, you know, aren't familiar with every platform. You know, how are they getting in there? How are they working? What do they need to know? Where's the Facebook group? All of those pieces, whatever question you think of, those should be answered in your entry process. And so that is really where we spend a lot of time and build things out because it's different for everybody. And it's really also thinking about what your customer journey is like, okay, they come here, this happens. 
What do they need to know? Oh, they need to know dates maybe of this call to show up at. They need to know a Facebook group link. They, you know, number one, they need to know it's confirmed, right? Yay, you're in people. It went through (laughs) the money processed, right? So all of those pieces, and even, I mean, I've done, you know, tutorials on how to log into Kajabi based on who your members are, right? Some people are like, I know nothing about digital. I'm coming here for a, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm coming as a consumer for a course. And so they are less well-versed in all of this. So there's all kinds of different things you can do to ease the entry process. And I make a big deal about it because if you do not have a good entry process, that person is confused, they're upset, they're frustrated, they're not able to get in and engage with your content. And if people are able to go in on their own, that really builds confidence immediately. They're like, hey, I'm in. Oh, I'm looking at something. Oh, I'm watching a video. It's been four minutes since I purchased and I am in here doing it on my own. I don't have to ask a question. I don't have to wait for customer service to get back to me. And that's also where you can address specifics like your, hey guys, I'm going to have a quick video. Here's how to watch the videos. You can go to 1.5 if you'd like to make it go quicker. You know, so there's, you know, or that could be a resource section and you can tell people in a welcome email. Hey, there's this resource section. Here's a link to it. You can go check out things. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways to do that based on your product, your audience, you know, what you're trying to do and what your customer journey is. I have a question about that. There's a lot to tell people when they come in and I have noticed, and I'm sure you have too, and everybody listening, our ability to pay attention to details is really like the the lifespan of a fly, right? Like, like, we're like, and so on that entry, do you recommend for your clients that they parse out the information over several emails or give it all in one email? I like to do multiple. So I will tell you the same thing multiple times in multiple places. Yeah. So, you know, you may have a a thank you page that pops up and tells you, here's the link to join the Facebook group. But then that link is also in an email that follows up. And then there may be inside the course, there's a hello bar up at the top. That's like, make sure you join the course. And in the, if there's a welcome module, make sure you join the, um, I mean, Facebook group, make sure you join the Facebook group. Like we have said this seven times now. So that person is getting into the Facebook group. And I feel that's best because people hop around, they throw the email out or they don't get it. And then they're in, they get certain ones and not others. So I say things multiple times. I love that. That kind of mirrors what I say about your nurture content, the the consistent content you're putting out there to your email list or whatever. Like we have to say things more than once because people don't absorb it. And we're going to be bored by our message way before they are. Totally. And listen, not everybody gets everything either. So it's nice to say multiple times, hey, it's on the thank you page. It's here. They got the login email. So if they log in, there's a giant banner that says, join the Facebook group, click here, you know, like, okay, they didn't get the email with the link, but yeah. And another cool thing you can do in terms of sequence there is after a day after, let's say you can have an email that says, all right, you should have received this. You should have received that. You should have received this. Have you got everything? No. Okay. Boom. Respond you know, those type of things too. So, yeah, I think people worry about bothering people 
And I am part of a membership that was a really not a, a course, a six month course. And the uh, the person who was in charge of it never sent out a weekly reminder of here's the Zoom link. This is the call time this week. And I know that like, I know it's on my calendar and I know if I logged into Thinkific, I maybe could have found it, but I never could ever find it. And she always said it was there, but I could never find it. And I would have been so grateful to have received that repetitive information. And so that's, that's a foundation that I really try to think about when, like, I don't think people are going to be annoyed by it. I think they're grateful. They don't have to go look for it. Completely, completely. And, you know, there's certain things you can combine, you know, sequences, things like that. And so, you know, that, uh, that first onboarding welcome piece, like, it's okay to give them a few things. Let them have a few things. They get a receipt, they get a login, they get a welcome right, email. Like right. I'm fine with sending them three things at once because then they're like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Here's multiple things, yeah, you know, yeah. they find their way. And again, my process has been proven over, you know, real world clients. Like yes. we don't get questions. Right. Did I join? Did you hear? Am I in? I never get that, right? Yes. Because- they're in and they know they're in. And then they're, and it's interesting because some, some clients we have where they fill out a form afterward, or we ask them, go do this. And then I'm tagged on those responses. So I'm like, oh, people are doing it. I'm getting a notification that says, you know, you only know to do this if you've read that. Right. So I'm like, everything's, you know, and there are always those little, little sheep who lose their way. And, you know, so you've got to, you'll, you'll, you'll write those people too, but for the most part, and this is about building systems that scale as well. And that's the thing we want to keep in mind, right? Like when you have 10 people in your course, you're like, sure, you can email me. What about when you have 500 people in your course? It can happen. You can do that, you know, like, and you don't want 500 emails asking that question. And I will say too, that is a way to improve what you do. So if you have a setup, And then you got a bunch of emails after you launched and people were trying to get in in your entry process and they they had a question. For your next launch, you go and fix that. 100%, yeah. And it just keeps getting better all the time because sometimes you don't see the holes either, right? You know, that used to happen when I was a teacher. Sometimes I would give a test or something and like every kid would have gotten the one answer wrong on one of the the questions. And I'm like, oh, this was just a shitty question. It wasn't that the kids don't know this. It's just like, it was my fault, right? It's like a way of validating our own information sometimes or our own process. You know, I try and take the pressure off. Like we've, I feel like there has been a culture of this launch culture that has put so much pressure on. I'm like, it's not a big deal. We'll fix it. Yeah. Like we will fix it. Like I am not having a heart attack over somebody's launch. And I don't mean that to sound rude. I mean it because I'm like, I want my client not to have a heart attack either. I'm like, nobody is, you know, and nothing's wrong here. Okay. We will answer the question. We will write their process and get them in. And then we will fix it because I don't want that for myself. This is my business experience too. And I don't want that experience. I don't want to feel on edge or upset or somebody's going to yell at me. So like, I really try and bring a sense of we're trying to think of everything beforehand and everything is malleable. That's like a big tenant of my personal business. Like we're going to go with it. Then we're going to fix it. If we figure out it needs fixing, right? Like we're going to do our best. I like that reflective piece is always happening. So then move us to the next piece of the peak framework, which is the A. 
A, okay. So PEA, A is automations. And this again is another part of the experience for both your members and yourself. So you can use automations to really help run your business as a business owner. So especially for memberships, like, hey, what happens when someone comes into my world? They get a tag. You know, what happens when they leave my world? The tag goes away. So now they're not getting emails anymore that say, hey, the Zoom call is on this time, right? You know, that's a basic type of thing. And, you know, automations are something that people get kind of scared of, but really we're all doing some sort of automation in our business already, right? So it's like, sign up for my email list and the PDF gets sent to you in an email, that's an automation. So anything that's a repetitive action should be automated. And you know you can get really clever about automations so that they can help you as the business owner run your business, right? Like what happens when a payment is failed? What happens when someone cancels? What, you know, all of those type of things. You know, that's why I do love Kajabi. I am a Kajabi person and um, because automations are built in. Mm-hmm. But there are other, you know, platforms you can use and there's Zapier you can use. You right. can, you know, Zapier connects with so many different platforms. So you can even do automations if you're not inside Kajabi. But again, that is important to be thinking about your customer journey mm-hmm. and knowing what you want to have happen, or at least having that conversation of, all right. I want this to happen. If there's a failed payment, I want to know about it. I want an email so I can go and contact the person and say, hey, you need to update your credit card. And then it's like, well, what actually happens when there's a failed payment, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Stripe does its own thing. If you're using Stripe, PayPal does its own. So you go a little deeper and like you can customize that. So now you know, okay, I got an email for a failed payment. I know my process. So this happens, this happens, and this happens. So if they don't, by this date, update, then they're out, right? But we know we have so much time to connect with them, get them back on board, that type of thing. Right. Why do you think people are afraid of the automations? Because it's tech. It's It's like, I don't know about that. I don't know how to connect that. And it's forethought, you know, Mm -hmm. like automations have to be thought out beforehand for them to apply to everyone. I mean, you can add automations as you go, but if you have 20 people and they went through something, then you realize there's something you want to add. Those first 20 people don't get the automation because they've already gone through. You have to, you know, you can't really retroactive it, which that's okay. But people get like, they don't understand it. They think it's too techy for them and they haven't settled into the the process of thinking through like, oh, I have to think that through. I just thought through my eight modules. I recorded that crap. And now I am like, yeah, done. (laughs) Well, this is why people hire people. But I also want to say every single thing we're talking about today, the people that you and I both work with are highly creative. They want to be spontaneous. They don't want to sit down and plan out all the shit. But you and I kind of have news for people that like, the success is in the planning. Like, I'm sorry, not sorry, but you have to sit down and plan. And if you are going to kind of rage against that, it's only going to hold you back. Oh, completely. Completely. It's I mean, I think you have to adopt. Come to me recently who just, you know, we were going to work together last year and didn't work out. That's fine. So that was January. She called me in November and was like, you know, I really should work with you. And she was like, I had someone, my whole thing is messed up. They can't even get the links. They blah, 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 blah. It's a mess. 
And I was like, okay. And then like, you know, it happens, right? You're like, now you're in a mess. Like now, not only, you know, I find I love working when like, it's a blank slate. I'm like, come to me before you've done any damage, you know, undo your bad habits. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you know, I have a client now that I'm working with that someone else set up her website and I'm like, okay, I've got to go in and untie all these knots to like get to or remove code. And she's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, well, it looks like this. So I have to go in and fix it or else, you know, that's the benefit of working with somebody like you, who's got that vision piece and the the day-to-day tech piece. Like that is an amazing duality that you have. Not, not everybody can do that as I'm sure, you know. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and it's interesting because I've learned over the years doing this too, like I've kind of set different, I've made my own different products Mm -hmm. to have people be able to afford it at different levels, Mm -hmm. right? So there's the completely done for you. Come in, tell me what to do. All right, boom. Then there's, I'm coming out with a course now called my Puke Framework. So that'll launch in 2022, where you can then, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can just follow the videos and go through the steps yourself and build out your course with the right framework. And again, I want to emphasize like that foundation piece it's what's going to allow you to scale. You know, like if it works for 10 people, it's going to work for 500 people. And you've got to get the kinks out of the system and have enough people go through it to kind of be like, oh, that's a kink to then be able to scale. Yes, yes, I love it. So then take us through the K piece, keep in touch. K is keep in touch. So that is using all of your resources to communicate just what you said earlier. Gosh, I wish she sent me an email reminder with a link. There you go. All of these items also increase engagement. Mm-hmm. And you know, engagement increases people absorbing your information and getting a transformation, right? Yes. And success and also relationship building. So there's all of these pieces that come into the K and K goes not only while you're in your program, but it also goes beyond a lot of what you teach in terms of sequences and Mm -hmm. content ongoing and all of that relationship building. And there's a number of different ways to do K. I mean, you can do the emails, you can do um, inside of Kajabi, they have announcements that come up or, you know, there's different places to put notifications. Um, You know, there's even ways of thinking about your upsells that come under keep in touch. Like, you know, everyone is logging into the home page. Well, like, hey, you want to sell a call? Like, yeah. okay, anybody at any time, if you're stuck, book a call for yes. $250. That's a K right there because yeah, they're great. logging in and they're actively, you know, engaged in your product. So there's a number of different ideas with K. Um, for keeping in touch so that you're building the relationship and helping the member or the student move along to the transformation. You know, one of the new K's in Kajabi is a private podcast. So if you wanted for your people in your course or your membership to just only have access that the typical public doesn't, that's another K. Yep, totally. And you can go deeper than you would with public. I actually um, subscribe to a private podcast that I pay for monthly. And it's like, you know, there's different ways people do it on Patreon, but you could do it in Kajabi where it's like, okay, I pay for this extra content. That's a little bit more like a course in a way, right? And going a little deeper than they go on their other podcast piece. Yes. So there's so many different ways to do that piece. There is. And I don't think people... Like I, again, I will reiterate, it was so 
such a pain in the ass every week to have to go search out what I needed. But when I get an email that shows, and I know it's going to show up on Mondays or Sunday nights for the week, it's so helpful to me. I I really appreciate it as a consumer. And so I've tried to do that as a a leader. Totally. It keeps it top of mind for you. Plus, you want people to attend, right? You want their questions. You want to help them move yeah. along. And that's, that's why you got the into this. Stage. Yeah. And so, you know, I've kept peak framework, product, entry, automations, keep in touch, very tight and very laser focused because this is about course and membership building success. Like, you know, that's the foundation right there. Yes, there's ancillary things and you can add on, but like, Once you have this, you can turn the faucet on with Facebook ads. You can go, you know, have a video go viral and drive more traffic over to you. You know, you're, I don't include marketing and all of that in the peak framework because it's really about being laser focused that if you do these four steps and some of the steps within them, you're going to have your foundation complete and be, you know, in a good position to scale. Yes. So then when we wrap up, can you talk a little bit about the products as all of it, the whole, the, all of the peak system as an experience? I just want to like really hammer home that what we are trying to create for people, because we think people need information, but they really like if it, when I go look at the analytics of my own membership site, people are not logging. Like I, I honestly could spend days Butzing around with my membership site and moving things around and creating more content. They don't actually need more content. They need more experiences. And so I'm wondering how, if that's what you're talking about, that people need to, we, they don't really need more information. They need more transformation. They need more implementation. Yes, but it's also even those rudimentary pieces that you must have. Yeah, they're in think there. Think it through, right? Like entry. Yes. You have no matter what, even if you do nothing, you have an entry process of someone clicks purchase, their credit card goes through, they get an email that says, here's your login. Even if you do nothing else, the person's okay. like, okay, I guess I'll figure it out. That's a shitty one, but okay, that's okay. your process. So everything is how far do you want to take it? How much okay. do you want to think it out? So even if you don't think it out at all, and you just slap it together, you've got a process. It's just here rather than yeah. here. Okay. So that means it's a shitty experience. It's an incomplete <laughs> it's experience. It's an experience, but it's mm. less evolved. You know, okay. I don't want to like bash anybody for just getting it out there, but <laughs> it's about that, you know, peak is really the peak framework is really about thinking through all of these pieces. And it's interesting because when you bring up experience, so I am. I've created a live experience for the peak framework right now. And I have a small group strategy program where people who have are developing courses and memberships are in there and we are going through the peak framework. It's not a course. It's like each person is at a different different place, but some we have to go back to because you didn't do that part in your foundation. But like, that is what we're talking about in my small group program is so like, that's even me taking my own process. And instead of saying those people, you know, they don't want the course, the course is not for them, right? Because they want the product is built out some of them, or they want to, you know, guidance on it, you know, and some of these pieces, it is good to have that expertise in terms of the guidance being led through what is an entry process? What are some ideas? I mean, 
I had come to this with like, oh, we're going to, depending on what you're offering, we're going to bang out some really clever stuff that makes you stand out, that makes somebody come in and say, wow, I'm in the right program. They thought about this and they're talking to me. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with automations, right? Like you're going to be so freaking happy (laughs) with your business that people aren't emailing you asking this question, right? That's amazing. But people don't know, what can I automate? Right. 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 In my group program, we're going to be talking about like what to automate. How do we build that out? And everybody needs to do that for their own process. Even if they have set up a tag and send an email already covered. There's so much more. I love that there's so many possibilities for people. And there's not, as usual, there's not one way to approach it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I do want to say there's no wrong answers. Like, you know, how you want to do it for your business, that's the right answer. And then you try it. And if you're like, oh, that didn't really work. Well, great. When automations work, you get to reset them for the next launch or you get to change them for the next hundred people who come through or the next 10 people, whatever it is, you know, you get to adjust. I love that you explained that the experience aspect doesn't mean that you have to work harder or show up more. It's really about, you can do it all in the planning and give people a great experience and that's enough. Totally. And some of those things might equal a little extra work on your plate, but again, you know, like make a welcome video, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it once. You got to do that, but it's all one-time stuff, right? This is stuff that like, once it's, you, you put the time in, then it's there and you are then spending your time in the Facebook group, on the live Q and A, engaging yeah. or you know writing content to bring more people in and attract people yeah. to you. Yes, that's the beauty of this stuff is that you're creating a system. The whole framework is a system for your product, your program, whatever you're creating. And back to the beginning when we talked about this, in in you know most of our conversation, we talked a lot about courses and memberships, but you can use this same framework if you're doing an in-person workshop or a VIP day. Yep. I mean, your VIP day, what is their experience? What email, what, what are they getting in their entry process? So they know what to do. It's the same piece. It's just broken down into this, you know, mnemonic way that we can break it down and absorb it. it better. So if people want to work with you. And I'm really thinking after listening to you, people must be like, Thank you. I'll yell at you people. Come on over. I'll be. (laughs) Sandra will take care of you. I get very excited. I'm like, if you can stand it. Yeah. No, Uh, (laughs) I get that you really take care of your people. And that's the sense I get from you. So how can people connect with you? Where's the best way? Totally. You can um, find me on my website, which is sandrasky.com. And definitely go check my podcast out. I talk a lot about all of these items all of these ideas on the long game podcast with Sandra Scaiano. And that can be found at the longgamepodcast.net. You know, it is worthwhile going back through. I mean, I'm almost coming up in like two years, a year and a half or so now. And so, you know, there's a lot of content in there um, and I'm doing it weekly. Thanks. But I really want to encourage people, if you have been circling around this for a long time and it's just like, you can't get, you, you, it's like the lawnmower. Like you're like, no, 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 no. And then you like keep trying to start the lawnmower, but you just really can't get traction. It might be time to consider hiring somebody because when you have somebody else meeting you and teaching you and pulling you through, it's like the return on that is 
absolutely unfathomable. It's just such a difference. I love that point that you brought up because people arrive in my world sometimes like I have just put everything into this product and I am depleted. I can't think of the next step. And so it is nice to kind of be able to say, I'm going to lean on you, right? I'm going to lean on someone to bring me through to this next piece. And I do also want to point out, like, I'm doing this all day. Like I am in the back end of people's courses and memberships. I'm seeing what's working. Yes. And it's the part for me, like I get jazzed about, right? I love to be like, oh, that's such a good idea. You know, like that I'm talking to someone else. I mean, even on my podcast, every business owner who comes on, it's a mix of like my podcast does solo episodes, but then also interviews. And I'm always like, tell me, tell me about your membership. Tell me about your course, right? Like. I want to hear what's going on in there, what's working, all of that. And to give other people ideas because we can't think of everything ourselves. Like there is no way possible to be able to come up with all of this, right? Everybody's pulling. Well, I think the other benefit of working with somebody like you is we are all too close to our own stuff. Like we are in love with our stuff, right? And sometimes having an objective person tell us, hey, this is why this isn't working or have you considered this? Like that's a freaking gift. Totally, totally. And, you know, you can see things from the outside in. Sometimes people come to me, I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Actually, one of my very successful clients in the very beginning came to me. She wanted to move from one-to-one and do something different. And she was like, I think I want to open up like retail spots and do workshops, like, you know, kind of like franchise. And I was like, no, no, we're going to turn this into a digital course. And so that was in, let's say September of 2019, we launched our first course halfway through. I was like, you need a membership site. Like people are asking what's next. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's part of the customer journey. That's, I say to people, if you can answer that question, what's next, you're like planning, right? So whip together a membership site to get that going. Then the world shut down. I mean, she called me in March. It was like, can you believe if we listened to me? And I was like, totally, right? Like you just, and she was able to just, you know, flourish and be so successful. But, you know, so sometimes I will shoot down an idea and be like, Mm -hmm. oh no, that's not the way to go because you can, you have the objectivity. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, Redirect everybody to sandrasky.com, S-K-Y, sandrasky.com, and check out her podcast, The Long Game Podcast, because there's so much good, so many good gems in there. Also, Sandra's energy, as you can tell, is super excited. She's got high energy, and she can just take you to the next level that you're dying to get to. Sandra, thank you so much for your time and expertise today. I love talking with you. Thank you so much. I have loved being here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So if anybody has questions, always reach out. You can leave a review, share this with your friends, leave a comment. We want to know what your questions are. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye guys. Bye everybody. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices amplified.